Hey you, yeah you, love the show and want more content? Well now you have the opportunity to help support the show through Apple subscriptions and Patreon. You'll get a shout out on the show and you'll also have exclusive access to not one, but two extra quick take episodes every week. Just subscribe through Apple Podcasts or head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page. We appreciate the love and support that you have all shown us. Now on to what is sure to be our greatest episode ever. Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a family-friendly podcast about gaming, and since today is Thursday, it's time for Twig, This Week in Gaming. Today, we're going to break down some gaming news that dropped over the last seven days. Please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts or to become a Patreon supporter at MultiplayerSquad.com, which will help support the show, and you'll also get access to two bonus Quick Take episodes every week. I am your host, Paul, and with me is the reigning champion from Poker Night yesterday. It's Josh. Paul, before (laughs) I speak as your champion, Mm -hmm. I want to say, let's get twiggy with it. Let's... (laughs) Because <laughs> it's Thursday it. and we're getting twiggy. What, what? <laughs> All right, that's terrible. I, 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 you don't even need to grade that one. I, I confess. But All right. you are correct in that I am the poker champion, Paul. You are. We had our first poker night with our friend group since uh, well before COVID. And you ended up coming away as the number one cash winner. Somehow my wife finished second. I always get a little bit bitter because I actually care about poker and know some of the math. And I always try my hardest. And yet somehow my wife continually finishes ahead of me and finishing in the money. But you were our top two out of the group. So congratulations. It was I, I was almost out at one point. And so that was that made the victory even sweeter was like for a while there I was a couple hands away from just being done and then managed to claw my way back to to sit upon the the throne and rule with an iron fist Paul. Yeah. Well, enjoy it cuz we'll we'll have to get another poker night on the books and I'll have to exact my revenge. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) All right. So today being this week in gaming, you know, usually we start off the show talking about what games we've been playing. However, Josh and I both said that we are not playing anything on top of what we have to cover for the show. So we have just solely been focusing on what we're going to talk about next Monday. And so we're just going to jump right into news this week. And it was, I guess, like a medium week for news. There's some interesting stuff, not not necessarily a whole lot. It's goofy how that can happen, man. Like, one week, <laughs> yeah. we are just, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to talk about that. And then another week, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm scraping the bottom of the internet, <laughs> internet here. Some of the slow news weeks can definitely be rough. That's where, yeah, we'll have to stretch, like... 18 minutes worth of what we've been playing (laughs) during the week. But, you know, we do have some upcoming releases that are kind of interesting. So the first thing that we had on the docket for today is to talk about a mobile game. I know, shocker, right? We never talk about mobile games. There's a game called The Witcher Monster Slayer, releasing on July 21st. Josh, you famously love The Witcher. 
You famously love mobile games. I'm assuming you can't wait to play this. This one's really messing with my emotions, man. <laughs> like, on the one hand, the monsters in the Witcher universe are great. They have so much lore behind them, so much character. They're so different in, in a lot of ways. So that part, it's like, oh, this is great. It's like a monster hunter game. But then it's a mobile game, and it's a direct ripoff of Pokemon Go. Yeah. So I'm like... I don't know what to do, man. Like, help me, Paul. Is this like, <laughs> is this one where I go, like, I follow my Witcher nerddom and I'm out wandering around, like, trying to slay these beasts and get the trophies, I guess? <laughs> is this, you know, or is it like, no, just stay away from mobile gaming still? Yeah. So, this is kind of a funny one. So, for anyone who's new to the show, Josh has this weird anti-mobile gaming bias he just doesn't believe in it even though it's by far the most popular gaming at this point but what is it about mobile gaming that you're just not into josh back in my day paul we didn't have mobile games (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you wanted to play a game you sat your butt in a chair on a couch and you played that i don't know man (laughs) like that's 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 my new old man voice (laughs) but it's just i guess if i'm out and about i'm doing things like so gaming is not like on my mind i guess if i'm on the commode like i'm checking reddit if i'm in Mm -hmm. bed i'm reading usually and if i'm sitting at my desk in my office i'm playing games you know so it's just i guess i'm very segmented in that regard yeah I mean, I, I've taken my kids, I can't count how many times I've taken my kids Pokemon hunting on Pokemon Go. You know, I still remember that time that we, we came across the Blastoise and it evaded us. We could not find where it was. You know, it, it was like the shadow was there. My kids were sure. absolutely flipping out, man. Yeah, it like, was nearby. There's a, Dad, here's a Blastoise! Ah! And I was like, I can't find it. I'm sitting there driving circles around this parking lot. I, they probably thought I was going to rob one of the stores or something, but... Yeah, I mean, so this game's interesting, man. I legitimately, I, I'm, I'll probably give this one a try just to see because I do love the Witcher universe and the lore and all that. But one of the things that I was reading on this is they are going to account for different criteria, like when you're trying to hunt these monsters and and like fight them. So, like in the Witcher. Like certain, you have to do certain things to make monsters vulnerable, right? Like you can't just go mm-hmm. take this monster on because it'll wreck you. Okay, so maybe you need to only fight it at night, or maybe you need to make this oil and apply it to your sword or something like that. So with this mobile game, they were saying that certain monsters will only be vulnerable like when it's raining outside, or during certain times of day, or something like that, which sounds really cool. Except we live in the desert. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you got to wait till it's raining, you're going to be waiting a while because we don't get that much rain out here. <laughs> no, that's one of those can't catch them all because, <laughs> because yeah. we don't get rain. So it's definitely very heavily inspired by Pokemon Go. It definitely seems like the maybe a little bit more adult version. So you've taken your girls Pokemoning. This was going to be my first question. Did you play Pokemon Go? So it sounds like you're at least familiar, but you didn't personally play. Correct. I I mean, I'm very familiar with it. We used to go by all the, the little stops so they could spin the thing and get more Pokeballs. And we'd go by the gym so they could do raids and stuff like that. Like, So I get it, right? Like, I know how the game works, um, but I've never played it myself. 
Um, I was very supportive of them playing it. You know, um, it's funny because kids are weird, man. I remember one time, like one of my daughters caught this golem at the time, which isn't okay. even like a super rare Pokemon. And my other kid, it like it escaped. And so uh-huh. she instantly started crying <laughs> because tears. her sister got it and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, this is, this is not how this is supposed to go. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, man. See, the Pokemon Go uh, explosion was so much fun. And I think the reason why it caught on as much as it did is that everybody was playing it. So everyone went to these public locations. You'd see other people playing Pokemon. You'd comment to one another. If you found something that was you know, big and rare nearby, then you'd hear people talking about it. And that's what made it so great. With The Witcher coming out with Monster, Monster Slayer... I'm sorry, but it's going to have 1% of the player base that Pokemon Go does. So you're not going to have that public interaction and socializing that Pokemon had. But I guess the draw of this one is they also talk about there being quests and you like talk to NPCs and they enlist your help. And so maybe there'll be a little bit more content in that regard. But I kind of feel like if it's missing the social component, I'm just not sure it's going to be all that successful. I don't see this being a successful game. I mean, honestly, the graphics look good. They are trying to make it RPG-ish, which is neat. I'll give it a try. You know, I mean, it's what's the harm in it, right? The only thing I can say on this is, in my mind, for them to make this super successful, they have to make the combat part of it really neat. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could use your phone... Like as a sword Swing and it. start swinging and thrusting and like blocking and stuff like that. Like that would be kind of cool, right? Like you're gonna look like an idiot to people because they're gonna think you're swatting a bee or something, right? Like, like what's that guy doing over there, man? Like, like well, you'd also have the problem of not being able to see your screen in the middle of swinging hey, it around. Just like trust a your training, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, this one, I don't know. I think it's kind of a novel idea. I think if you had 50 million players or something, it might be a neater concept. Uh, I don't know that I really care all that much, but I did love that it was your number one favorite game, you know, of all time, including The Witcher, with mobile gaming, which you do not care about. And a lot of people were poking fun at CD Projekt Red, saying... Oh, they're kind of taking their ball off the prize. They dropped the ball with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is still messed up, despite the CEO saying that it's stable and in a place that they like. And now this big announcement is for a mobile game that most gamers don't really care about. So I do wonder if this is maybe the beginning of the downslide. Well, we're we're already past the beginning. I was going to say. (laughs) We're in the middle of the downslide of CD Projekt Red. Isn't that crazy? They could have been on top of the world, man. If Cyberpunk had been everything people... They would have literally been better than than Blizzard. You know, at at, at the height. And, And now they're just... This downslide, this mobile game's not going to matter. Like, maybe they make some money with the diehard Witcher fans. Like, fine. Like, I wish them luck. I'm not, you know, I don't want to see them do poorly. But unless they've got a good game in the works that's soon, like, or you just completely disappear off the face of the planet for the next three years, right? And then you just release a really amazing game and then hope that people forgot about everything in the meantime. Yeah. 
it'll be interesting to see what they do. It's kind of sad because you used to be able to trust anything CD Projekt Red did. You could trust anything BioWare did. At this point, I guess we still have Rockstar. I mean, they still have a pretty solid reputation. Don't let us down, Rockstar. Yeah. Well, you're the last (laughs) waiting for GTA (laughs) six. Yeah. All right. And then this next news story here, I think you and I both got a kick out of this one. But a uh, a certain video game rock star by the name of Hideo Kojima or Kojima, Kojima is yeah. working with Xbox. Well, wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Some did people you, are not happy about did this. Did you say Xbox, Paul? Because he's always <laughs> made PlayStation exclusive games, buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. You sure you read that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I read that right. So who saw this coming? Uh, Microsoft. <laughs> so microsoft is on quite a roll josh they keep acquiring studio after studio attracting talent after talent the game pass has kind of exploded in popularity we've already said on the podcast despite you and i both being sony people and me owning a ps5 and not owning an xbox of any type but this is just yet another sign that microsoft is winning the current they, generation war they are going to win yeah. this war unless sony starts announcing some major stuff you know it's uh, everything that microsoft and xbox has done has been very well received very well planned they're cornering the like the pc market which is i mean that's a huge portion of the gaming market and I get that neither platform really has that must-have exclusive, right? Like, right. honestly, there's not either one. Like, you know, God of War Ragnarok, okay. Like, when that comes out, that will probably be the groundbreaking one, for me at least. I, I know other people are looking forward to some stuff. Um, but, man, going after the godfather of PlayStation <laughs> games is a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, one thing to note is that we don't have any specifics yet. All we know is that they are intending to work together, so we don't know a whole lot. But this this news has already gotten people so up in arms that there is actually an online petition at Change.org calling for this game to be canceled simply because Kojima is working with Microsoft, which really just comes across as sour grapes oh, from the 100%. Sony community. Come <laughs> this, on, man. This does not make us look good, those of us who are Sony people. Who? I mean, Sony's always had the best exclusives. I get it. So all of a sudden, if Microsoft is threatening that domain, whoa. But to go out, like to make a petition, I want to like find the guy that created this petition and then just point at him and laugh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like honestly, it's like it's number one, the this is this is pretty hilarious because I was reading this big article on this, and they said that they have Microsoft and uh Kojima have both signed a letter of intent. Right. And then this article goes on to explain that a letter of intent is simply to just show that you intend to work together. Well, Paul, yeah. I intend to work with plenty of people in my lifetime. Sure. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah. it doesn't happen. Maybe it does. But I intend this. To- <laughs> you intend to yeah, be a millionaire one day. It doesn't yeah. really mean That's anything. It's the most yet. useless thing. It, I just I can see these all of these corporate people on both sides being like, we want you to sign this official document that says that we intend to work together at some point. <laughs> uh, it's It's very silly. But... You know, I think that one thing that's worth noting is that the last game 
that Kojima made was Death Stranding, which was very polarizing. Did you play that? I did. I own it on Steam. Oh, I forgot you could get it on Steam now. I have not played it. I will not ever play it, to be honest. It does not look fun to me. I think that the technology in it and the actors like Norman Reedus, like I like that guy, you know, there's a lot of cool people in it and actors and stuff like that. But the gameplay itself to me looks just boring as anything. It's just not a game that I'll ever see myself playing. (laughs) Now, I actually did enjoy the game, but I stopped playing. I don't really remember why, but I did check my playtime in Steam and it's 5.8 hours. So I did not last very long, but I, I did enjoy it. it. It was a very quaint, relaxing game. You know, it was it was different. I mean, you have to give him credit for coming up with something unique, but it wasn't so much a game. It was just more of like a simulator. I heard those five hours in the beginning are all cutscenes. So basically, you watched a five-hour movie, and then you got <laughs> seven hours worth of game time in there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of cutscenes. It was a you know, I will say. At some point, I do want to go back, and supposedly, I think they're coming out with some kind of director's cut on PlayStation, and it's something that I might actually look into since I never finished it, but I do wonder if he's got more off-the-wall ideas like that, because I I think I might be remembering this right, but I think he had even talked about having a project, and then it was, like, canceled, and it wasn't going to go forward, so I do wonder if- it got canceled. Okay, yeah. So I do wonder if maybe he's got some more wild ideas, and maybe it's not what people are are looking for. So I almost wonder if it doesn't even really matter, but we just have to wait and see what these plans are. I've always enjoyed his games. Uh, The guy is, uh, you know, a visionary when it comes to video games. I Death Stranding, it's weird that that one just didn't click with me, but, you know, nobody hits a home run 100% of the time either, right? Like, it's just one of those things where I'm very interested to see what happens because if Xbox can steal him away and get that, I think that opens things up a lot. Like, you're already starting to see PlayStation, who's been very snooty about their exclusives like they just purchased a studio that's known for making pc games and pc ports and stuff like that so i mean i would absolutely love to see god of war come to pc i think you're gonna start seeing that a lot more and for me i mean uh, you know we're mainly pc gamers i i would love nothing more than to see that so i wonder if the days of the super exclusive games are coming to an end. You know, like yeah. you need those to sell consoles though. So that's the catch, right? Like you know, every it's weird, right? Because I don't know too many people that are still excited about landing an Xbox, but people are very excited about landing that PS5. Like why? It's, you a, know? it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. You know, it really is. So it's like why and there's still no great games to play on either one. Like you know they're coming at some point, but it's 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 a very weird generation for consoles right now, and a lot of that might be console availability and stuff, but then, again, there's no games to play. Like, Microsoft is winning this war, too, which is weird to a lot of people, because PlayStation's always won that war. Yeah, and it's still obviously really early. I mean, we're going to have these consoles for, I don't know, another seven, eight, nine years, so things could definitely shake up, but... You know, when the person who's responsible for making the Metal Gear Solid games, which are probably the ones most famous for being exclusive to Sony, jumps ship, 
then, you know, it, it does make you wonder where the tide's going. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be back in just a second. Look, gaming is a hobby, and like any great hobby, you need the best tools possible. There's a reason you never see pros using shoddy gear, and it's no different when it comes to gaming. Logitech provides some of the best peripherals in all the gaming world. That's why they've partnered with us to bring you into the same world as the pros. Head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech and marvel at the gear you've been missing. Do yourself a favor and stop using those cheap mice and keyboards. Get yourself a gray headset and hear what you've been missing. Logitech is where it's at, and now you know where to go to get the best gear out there. Now back to the best podcast out there. Shazam! All right, Josh. Our next news story here is that we got a little bit of a preview in regards to Diablo 4. We got to see a little bit of artwork, a little bit of cosmetic design, and we got to see a little bit of the classes and the enemies from Diablo 4. Did you have any thoughts on this story? I really can't wait for Diablo 4. Uh, like the the days of Diablo with your friends have been over for far too long. Yeah, it's been you a know, long time. It really has. Like, uh, Not to sound dramatic, but I feel like this is a Lord of the Rings thing where it's like, the age of man is over. <laughs> Friends are not playing four-player demon-slaying co-op together. <laughs> like, I love Diablo. Diablo with Friends is great. Um, and I'm looking forward to this. It's a weird thing because it mostly focuses on cosmetics and how you can make your characters look and the fact that you know you can make them feel like they're your own character and each class has a vastly different look from each other so rogues look like assassins and you know barbarians look like barbarians and that kind of thing so cosmetic stuff in nature is a little weird like you know, anybody that's listening knows you and I don't really care about cosmetics very much. Don't get me wrong. There's a difference between having your characters in a game look really cool, a la Divinity Original Sin 2. The sure. detail on your characters in that game are phenomenal. Like, it's pretty rare that I ever zoom in far enough on that kind of top-down view to actually really appreciate it. But it's neat knowing that it's there, right? So the only thing that confuses me with Diablo is Diablo is so fast-paced in its action. You're fighting off hordes of monsters. You're, there's all kinds of particle effects going on and all this stuff. Are you really going to be seeing your character that much? <laughs> That's exactly the point that I was going to make. Like In Overwatch or Fortnite or something like that, you're looking at characters a little bit more. Like People are actually seeing you, and people will make comments. But when you're playing Diablo... Your your camera is so far away, you don't really notice. And when I played Diablo, I'm not looking at my character. I'm looking at the enemies, and I'm looking at where to shoot and where to aim my spells and abilities. So, you know, I still thought that it all looked really neat. I think that the Succubus looks pretty dark and powerful. And, I mean, I think it all looks really neat. I can't wait to play it, but I'm really just kind of craving more gameplay, and I can't wait to have the game in my hands and to be able to jump online with you and actually experience a new Diablo game because the Diablo three release was so bad and it really kind of spoiled that one. So it's really been decades since we had a successful release of Diablo and I can't wait till that happens. I I'm, I'm with you. I, it's one of those. I really love the gameplay. It's fun with friends. It's mindless fun too, which is nice. You don't really have to try real hard or any of that stuff. 
um, you know, you get that cool weapon or you win that hard fight. It's just, it's better with friends, right? Like, so that I get, you know, I guess any update is nice to see because it lets us know that this game is getting closer to being done. But cosmetic updates just don't do it for me, really. So, I, I, you know, it's one of those I was kind of eh about it. Like, I'm glad they're doing it. I mean, I want the game to be beautiful, right? Like, I mean, this is 2021. You're talking 4K, 120 frames a second, you know, ray tracing, DLSS, like all this cool graphical stuff that we've got nowadays. I'd love for Diablo to look beautiful, but that's not really what Diablo is necessarily about. So, yeah, I guess you would just say it's it's a positive that there's nothing weird or bad. Like if they came out and the models looked terrible, well, now that's like a bad story. But the fact that they all look neat... There's nothing to be upset about. Like you said, it's maybe not terribly exciting, but at least we've got a Diablo on the horizon and yeah. I, I'm I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be like a hundred hours fun where we keep replaying and running for gear and stuff like that, but at least running through a couple of difficulties back to back and finishing the game, I have no doubt that it'll be a blast. Yeah. All right, and then for our next story here, this is one that I have some thoughts on, but you and I have not talked about it at all yet, but we did see that when Battlefield 2042 releases, which we have talked about quite a bit the last couple of weeks, famously we talked about how big the maps are going to be and how we're going to have you know well over 100 players at one time, but we did get confirmation that AI bots will be used to fill these lobbies. What was your reaction to that news? It was... I've changed my mind a little bit. Honestly, initially I was like, okay, this is going to be lame because bots are going to suck. You're going to know that it's a bot right away. And then I kind of started thinking about it. And, you know, that's not the first game that's used bots. Titanfall 2's multiplayer uh, uses bots, you know, back in the day. I think what they call them grunts or something like that. You didn't get nearly as much XP and advancement for killing them, but they were there and they helped fill up a map so that there was something going on. So I think I'm actually not opposed to this. Like, genuinely, I think it's a a good idea. You're a little surprised? (laughs) I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Well, my initial... I am 100% against this. Battlefield has the name. They have the popularity. It's going to be huge. Let people wait an extra minute or two and let the lobbies fill. I understand if the game's, you know, a few years old and people aren't playing it. Like, we talked about Destruction All-Stars. They introduced bots because people weren't playing the game, and that's fine. But if we can have 64 versus 64, I want that to be a fully organic human experience. Now, I know in the beginning... You know, EA has talked about if there's enough people, it will be all humans, but you don't have an option to turn off any kind of AI bots. And I loved how EA's response was, well, if you don't like the bots, then you can go play other modes. It's like, this is Battlefield. Like, you're there to play 64v64 online. Like, what are you talking about? I don't want to play any other modes. I just want to fight other people with huge battles out on the map. So, I don't know. I I think in the beginning, they're not going to have a lot of bots anyway, but I think that it's weird to have it at release for such a big popular franchise. I think uh, here's the the issue is, is that I think twofold. Number one, I think they are looking towards the future. So if you have servers that aren't highly populated or maybe the game starts to decline a little bit, it will hold off that player base dropping. Right. But the other thing is humans are... We're kind of weird, right? Like, if you're on the server browser and you're trying to find a server to play on, 
you're going to join that server that says, hey, this has, you know, 60 out of 64 players on it. Now, yeah, absolutely. If you don't know that 20 of those are bots, you're still going to hop in that server because you're going to say, oh, here's a full match going on, right? Like, this is going to be fun. And the other thing is, I would assume that real people can replace a bot. You know, like, so if I want to join the server, I will take the place of a bot in that server at that point. Like, I, I don't think you'd be locked out just because the match started with bots on there, which makes a lot of sense. Like, Rocket League does this very well, right? So your matches aren't just canceled if somebody leaves, but you'll just kind of spawn in in place of the bot at that point. And I think it works really well. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Like, I, initially, I thought it was dumb, but I think that there's that human element to saying, hey, look, these are full matches going on. If they implement the a human player joins, they replace a bot so that these matches are filled with human people. I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's just so hard to design and create AI that is fair and that's working well. I mean, we even saw in a game as simple as Valheim this week where players had been talking about how you know, maybe the open world wasn't as challenging as maybe they liked. And so the developers came in and said, all right, we'll crank up the aggression of the AI. <laughs> and next thing you knew, everyone was complaining because they're saying that monsters are destroying their bases. Monsters are so aggressive. Sometimes they don't even know what to attack and they're running after players and then they're running past players and destroying their bases to where they had to come in and tweak it and then lower that aggression. You know, so I feel like it's such a hard balance even in a PVE game like Valheim. Now, granted, you know, I know that that development team is like five people. Okay. I mean, I know EA's got way yeah. more, but the fact that they're going to have to tinker that a lot, I feel like that's going to be hard to get the right balance and the right matchmaking and, and to figure it all out. See, I hope they do it well. That's the kicker because with a bot, how good is their aim? Right? Like, is it really good? Because that's frustrating. Is it really bad? Because then you're like, oh, well, I just. I just aced that bot over there, like no biggie. You yeah. know, uh, what's their response going to be? Are they just going to run around and shoot people? Are they actually going to go try to defend like a control point? Is the bot going to run in and steal the jet from you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows how these bots are going to react? Are they going to be jumping imagine? out of planes and entering another one midair? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I, it's like, I, I don't know the level that they are going to have on this. A lot of it's going to see how they implement it. I'm not opposed to it, at least for right now. Let's, I, I, Like you said, I think the game's going to be plenty popular. The bots aren't even going to be an issue for a long time. And then if they start to become one, the player population's probably falling off, and those people are probably glad for bots at that point. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just think it was interesting news to proactively already yeah. have the bots ready they at release. They made a big deal about it, which is strange, yeah. right? Like That's one of those... like you kind of bring that up later on when you need to like, Hey guys, yeah. like, we know the population's declining. So, Hey, we've got bots now. Ta-da! <laughs> Instead of like before yeah. the game ever releases them going, guys, we're going to have bots. <laughs> you know what I bet it is. I bet it's because they have so much popularity and so much goodwill now by the audience that they're like, let's just hit them with the bots now. Just like now. everyone's so happy. They're so excited. Let's not give the bad news later. Let's just hit them. And it'll kind of balance out. I do wonder if there's a little bit of that going on. I'm just waiting for the jets in every map to have the little Coca-Cola banner flying behind them as they're oh, goodness. You know, flying around the, the battleship. Sure. Yeah. En enjoy Coca-Cola. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that we have here this week for This Week in Gaming. 
Really happy to have you guys here with us for the last half hour. Just as a reminder, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts for $3 a month or head over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can become a Patreon supporter for $5 a month. And then that'll help, you know, fund the show and keep it going for what we do. And then also you'll get those two bonus five minute episodes every week. So we really do appreciate the support. Thank you so much to those of you out there who are already subscribed and already supporters. And then also, we do want to remind you about our free Discord server. So there is a link in the episode description. You can come join that completely for free. Come talk to me and Josh. Give us suggestions. Come game with us. You know, we have a really good community, and we would love to have you guys join us on there. And that's all that we have here for today. And then we will see you guys on Monday, where Josh and I will have a very special two-for-one episode. We're trying something a little bit new, and we can't wait to tell you guys about it. We'll have that ready for you guys next week. Oh, that's going to be a good one. I think Paul, so, too. Paul, we got we got Jaggy with it today. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the past right, term for Jiggy? Jaggy? Uh, no. No? Absolutely. No. You're, you're canceled. <laughs> I'm canceling no. you. No, don't for, start a petition, Paul. Joke. No. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have see a good everybody. weekend. Bye.